Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore, here with Keith Parrish for your free agency week update. Before we start, don't forget you can get this podcast advertising free by subscribing at theathletic.com slash NBA show. Keith, the big news of the day, Kyrie Irving decides to bravely opt in to his $37 million, excuse me, $36.5 million player option uh, to remain a Brooklyn net for now. Yeah, Dave, he took the road less traveled and did not give up $30 million uh, to sign a taxpayer mid-level exception with anyone. He did kind of torment Lakers fans, it felt like, a little bit uh, by acting like he might. I don't know if that was a leverage play, but yes, apparently Kyrie is going to return to the Nets. And does this mean Kevin Durant's not available anymore? I was putting together some fake trades to see if I could get Kevin Durant on my favorite team. But does that mean he's staying? Yeah, was Jaron Jackson in that fake trade? Untouchable, Dave. Untouchable. (laughs) Well, um, the negotiations uh, over the last few weeks between Kyrie and the Nets, they apparently were really close to to reaching an agreement on an incentive-laden longer-term deal that approached a max and and seems like last minute not able to pull it off and this sort of takes away some some scenarios where Kyrie may have done this where he opts out and goes and signs for the mid-level exception for someone um the teams that have cap space right now Keith they're not really competing for titles and I assume that Kyrie wants to go somewhere where he can compete seems like staying in Brooklyn is probably the best choice for that if he actually shows up to play games yeah, you would think so. I mean, you have to look at your teammates. You look at the landscape of the league, and you say, on this one hand, I have Kevin Durant. And also, by the way, I, I we think they have Ben Simmons, but you know, we'll, we'll see. But it's still like, how are you going to find a better situation? How are you going to you know, maybe get the money you want? So he's going to opt in. Unfortunately, as tired as we all are talking about Kyrie Irving, I think this basically basically just means the whole year is going to be Where's Kyrie going to get traded to? When something goes a different direction, now are they going to try to unload this deal? Or will they be able to work out? So, like it's all going to be. Does he stick around? I mean, I'm more, you know, I'm more interested in the teams that are actually, you know, competing for the titles and uh, and playing basketball. And like maybe the Nets will be back there, but like it's it's too much of the sideshow. I know it's free agency, but like I, you know, give me Marvin Bagley rumors. That's where I'm at right now, Dave. Marvin Bagley got his. Got an offer sheet from the Pistons, or excuse me, he he signed his he was offered a free agency tender, which I'm a little surprised by. The Pistons could, in fact, create all this cap space to maybe make a run into Miles Bridges or a DeAndre Ayton, or just take uh, the Knicks' bad salary. But they at least right now making overtures that they're going to bring back Bagley and actually uh, sign him a little bit. 
I'm sorry. Was well, I not supposed to talk go, about Marvin Bagley? Go, going back to uh, the Nets. So during this entire process, it seems as if the Nets kept in mind Kyrie and Kevin Durant's close relationship. Kevin Durant reportedly was very loyal to Kyrie Irving during this entire thing. But you have to think, Keith, that in the back of their minds, the Nets were worried, even though the reports came out that they were willing to accept it, they had to have been worried that they would lose Kevin Durant, who who may ask for a trade if Kyrie isn't placated. Yeah, I mean, the Nets were backed into a corner where this is what you have. If these players leave, you can't really replace them if you upset Kevin Durant. Like, what was the last couple years of your team building all about? Like, you... you, you you start over from scratch and in a very kind of poor position. So like, yeah, they had to keep Kevin Durant happy. I mean, maybe Kevin Durant also, does he reach out and say like, listen, like Kyrie, you're my buddy. We're really good. Let's come play basketball. Let's, uh, let's just let this get past us. And then when we hit the court next season, we'll remember, Hey, it's really fun to play basketball with really good players. And it turns out we are in fact competing for that title. I mean, they were a half shoe size away. Yeah. From the finals. And I think it's easy to forget that. It's also easy to forget they didn't have Joe Harris yeah. for the playoff run and didn't have Ben Simmons, who, you know, if he's going to be healthy next year and out there on the court, this team should be in the top half of the East. Yeah, there were a lot of strange circumstances last season that contributed to this mess. And maybe that's the pitch to Kyrie or Kevin Durant. Like, Next year is not going to be like last year. Everything went wrong last year with the vaccine mandates and with Joe Harris getting hurt. Uh, you know, like it all became very, very strange. We never got to see very much of, of KD and James Harden and Kyrie Irving playing together. And so next year, healthy Ben Simmons, fingers crossed, and Joe Harris coming back and Durant, I, Irving, like they should be one of the best teams in the NBA. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from another retirement account with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to special terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker. Dealer. Another point guard with some contract news, Keith. The Houston Rockets and John Wall have agreed to a buyout 
And he's only given back $6.5 million of his $47.4 million salary this year. That's a victory for John Wall. Congratulations, John Wall. And also, Keith, because tampering is more of a, it's a vibes thing than an actual rule. He's already expected to sign with the Los Angeles Clippers for the taxpayer mid-level exception. To me, this is a win-win for everybody. John Wall gets paid, doesn't have to give up any money, which we love. And the Clippers get potentially a massive piece as they get back all of their pieces. Kawhi, Paul George for a full season, theoretically. John Wall could be huge for this team, Keith. Yeah, it's a really interesting fit. It's a really interesting story how like the Rockets just have paid John Wall now for two seasons not to play any basketball, and John Wall will get to join up with a good team. And, you know, like, what does he have? What does a year and a half look like for John Wall? When we last saw him on the Rockets, it wasn't terrible. Like, he put up stats. He averaged 20.7 assists. Um, How does that fit on the Clippers? How does that fit in a backcourt with Reggie Jackson? Like, who's the starter? Who's the backup? I mean, John Wall's not going to forget how to pass, and he's going to be on way more around way more talent than maybe he's ever been uh and so like that part is really tantalizing really appealing and it looks like uh the clippers you know bolstering themselves before free agency started i guess that's neither here nor there but uh it does seem like an interesting fit we get to see john wall as basketball fans we win just we get to see john wall play basketball again the guy's entertaining he's electric and hopefully he still has some of that that dynamism uh that was a defining part of his game yeah and hopefully he's healthy this yeah. is the big thing for me is that he actually he did look good when he when he played last year and, and the burst was there to a certain degree. It's not like old school John Wall, but John Wall with some shooters has been good offense in the past and and with the way that Ty Lue coaches this team, it's you know, attacking off the dribble, which is John Wall's bread and butter, is sort of the basis of their offense. So, I'm with you, Keith. I think that from an offensive perspective, this could be a perfect fit on the defensive end, you've got all these tough wings around him. So his point of attack defense isn't nearly as as vulnerable because he has so much help. And I think the bigger question for, for the Clippers now is, like you said, finding the minutes. Him and Reggie Jackson likely to split time as far as like the lead you know, point guard, if we want to call it that. But this is a team that doesn't really employ a traditional point guard most of the time. I look at John Wall as a perfect, you know, 28-minute a night guy who probably comes off the bench and gets to run a bunch of second units with some of those wings and, and finding shooters. I mean, this is the guy who got Trevor Ariza paid. He got Otto Porter paid. I mean, he gets wings paid, and Steve Ballmer doesn't mind that because the money is fake to him. So I Gortat think this is a paid. match made in heaven. That's right. <laughs> so this is a match made in heaven to me, and, and I, I can't envision a scenario where he's healthy and isn't able to contribute to this team in particular because they cover up his flaws so well, Keith. I mean, I, the Clippers, we keep forgetting about them, but moves like this is exactly why they're going to be in the top of the West this next season. It also shows the advantage it have, the advantage it is to have an owner who just says, I will pay luxury tax. I will pay whatever it takes. Where I say, like, yeah, right, John Wall's available. I can spend my taxpayer mid-level on him. A lot of people are connecting the docs, dots and saying, all right, well, that means they can't retain... Isaiah Hardenstein, but there's a rumor, hey, we'll we'll use our trade exception on Nolan's Noel, which is just luxury tax on top of luxury tax, but just the willingness of an owner to do what the Warriors did and say, this is all legal. This is a good way to build our salary, and I, I am competitive enough that I'm going to pay it. So, yeah, the, the Clippers look very interesting with this addition. 
The other Los Angeles team, the one that's not as good, has a little bit of point guard news too, Keith. Russell Westbrook opts in to $47.1 million in what can't be a surprise to anybody, Keith. No, uh, Westbrook took to, to his Twitter this morning to post a video of him doing a little carpool karaoke, uh, singing along in the car. Very happy day, very happy day for Russell Westbrook. The man is delightful as a human being. As a basketball fan with no affiliation for cheering for the Lakers, he's fun to watch play basketball. I'm sorry he's frustrating. If he's on your team, I recognize that can be frustrating. Uh, you can put together low-light clips of Russ from last year that compete with anyone as far as like, oh, wow. Like, why is he so mad at that backboard uh, on that shot? But, like, Russ is a fun guy. He's good for the NBA. As far as the Lakers, eh, not a lot of optimism, not a lot of hope. You sure you got LeBron James, you got Anthony Davis. Maybe year two of this experiment works a little bit better, but I don't know. I mean, what like what do you, what do, you do with Westbrook? You have to play him, right? You, you got to put him out there. $47 million that you have to find a place to play. And... and Finding a trade partner for Russ, I mean, it's, I, I think it's going to be impossible. Not likely to be a buyout candidate because the Lakers want to compete for a title. And you're more likely to compete with Russ than, by, than buying him out because that's just dead money for the Lakers. And you have no way to replace the roster spot. So I think they're going to run it back, Keith. I, I can't imagine a scenario where someone is going to, you know, trip over themselves to trade for Russ. Can you? Well, the, the front office, as far as we can tell, has not been willing to attach assets to get rid of Westbrook. And that's that's kind of the rub, where if the Lakers said, we will give, I don't know, maybe the Detroit Pistons with all their cap space, if they said, we'll give you the 2027 first-round pick, you give us Kelly Olenek and Corey Joseph and then take the rest of, of Russell's Westbrook salary into your cap space, like that could work. But as long as the Lakers hold this line of we're not paying first-round picks to undo this quote-unquote mistake, yeah, it's hard to envision what could actually happen with, with this deal. There's an argument to be made. You have LeBron James still, who's aging. You, you have Anthony Davis. You should use your future first-round picks to, if you can improve your team and unload Westbrook's deal, like you should do it. I mean, the, the, the player to watch, I, I can already guess the uh, the Sports Center segment like six months from now. Should the Lakers trade two first-round picks in Russell Westbrook for Kyrie Irving, who's on an expiring deal, who wants to be in L.A.? Like, that's that's going to be ESPN six months from now, so. <laughs> well, if we can reunite Russ and KD, I, I'm all for it. I, I'm rooting for those guys to join up with James Harden back in OKC. That's, what, that's the master plan that yes. I'm waiting to see unfold. That's going to do it for today's show, folks. Thank you guys for listening. For Keith Parrish, I'm Dave DeFore. Keith, get out of here. Ding, ding. Hey, baseball fans. This is Derek Van Riper. Now that spring training games are underway, opening day is just a few weeks away. Eno Saris and I have been getting ready for the season all winter on Rates and Barrels. Whether you're a seasoned fantasy player, a baseball stats junkie, or just someone who wants to learn more about the game, join us for four episodes each week this season, including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May. Check out the live stream on Fridays at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel, or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, 
including the ad-free option on the Athletic app.